This podcast contains a few instances of adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello there, cats and kitties. So glad you're with us for this edition <laughs> of Florida's no, Fourth Estate. Uh, or... He deserves better than that, no. <laughs> Just, no, you start all over. You're not going to do that to him. No, we're going to do it. We're going to do this today. We're Tiger Kinging it up. Uh, I'm Matt Austin. We've got Ginger Gadsden here for another Zoom edition of our podcast. How's it going, Gigi? Uh, it's doing really I'm going, I'm going, I'm going okay going okay i'm doing okay you threw me with the carol baskin and the tiger king reference that is terrible so no i'm great i'm great you know i always think of you as my own personal carol baskin ginger Uh, (laughs) wow Wow. Uh, yeah holy cow you know that that just happened well and that sums up our relationship that's it Pretty well. So we've got a pretty interesting uh, guest for you today. Gigi and I, uh, we were thinking, especially last weekend, as of this taping, was Easter. And it was a big change for people of faith having to uh, do your Easter service, kind of like we're doing this interview right here. So we brought in a guy who is leading one of the fastest growing churches in America. He is really an impressive communicator. I watch him all the time because, uh, just to show my bias, he is the pastor of my church. So, Justin Daly yeah. from Action Church, welcome. Come on. Talking uh, talking church and tiger. This sounds like a great <laughs> We are going to be asking Talk for some forgiveness matchup. after yeah. this. Uh, we're going to pr- pray at some point. <laughs> for sure. We need all Please. of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, well, let's just start off by asking you, I know it's been a weird time. Um, I'm kind of curious as to the people, because you're still, uh, I'm sure your churches are still counseling people and probably dealing with more anxiety than ever. I'm curious, what uh, portion of what people are dealing with right now are they coming to you guys and they're worried about or anxious about? Yeah, I think, yeah, we have a great kind of case study, if you will, in our church of thousands of of people. So we've got uh, people that have lost jobs, been furloughed from jobs uh, in need of of food. Uh, If you've got kids in need of uh, schools to be back open because they're just tired of homeschooling the kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just love for the kids to go outside a little bit more. But yeah, all the all of the uh, I think everything is just what stress does is it exposes things. It's kind of a multiplier. And so what I've seen in our church is that whatever they were struggling with before, whatever they would have been anxious about before, is really just multiplied in this season of uncertainty and really not knowing um, when we get back to a normal or a new normal or even what normal looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what has it been like to try to adjust logistically as far as doing a service? Like your whole job is to get huge groups of people into one room and, uh, and get them excited about God. Well, a part of that is impossible right now. No, that is, yeah. What do you do in a church when you can't gather? Uh, I really, I feel like what God is doing through our church and and maybe even in businesses is creativity comes best when you're forced uh, to have limited resources. We say we're put in a box. You got to be really, really creative. And so I think our church, uh, we're doing more than ever before. Uh, we've given away more food, helped more people. We reached, uh, 
about 40,000 people just online last week uh, through our broadcast. And so we're actually reaching more people than we could ever fit in our buildings. And so what we saw is really scary at the beginning. Now we're just, we're forced to be creative. So putting content out online, connecting people through Zoom and Facebook and phone calls. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're having to do it different, but what we're seeing uh, is we're able to actually help more people in the process. But do you feel like it is something that is a great opportunity because, you know, sometimes you don't know who you are until you're tested. And I feel like this is testing a lot of people. And at the core of what you do and what you represent is now, you know, I feel like in times of, of adversity, you find out who people really are and what they stand for. So I feel like this might be bringing you guys out to bloom into what you really stand for. Yes, we all, you, you don't, it's too late to prepare for the war when the war starts. You got to prepare in peacetime is what we say at Action Church. And so I really do feel like with partners, we've got great partners in the community and we were prepared to help people in times of need, both financial stewardship. So we had resources saved. Uh, we've been able to keep all of our employees employed and had resources to help the community. So yeah, I do think because uh, we had strength before the crisis that that has just been exposed in a good way or blossomed the word that you used. Yeah, I really, I really feel like we're, we're thriving in the midst of chaos. One, because we have an extreme faith in, in, in God, but also because we prepared well uh, for seasons like this. Yeah. Now, one of the things yeah. we've seen you, is, oh, I'm sorry, Gigi. One of the things we've seen no, is go ahead. Uh, pastors uh, who have decided they're going to meet anyway. They're going to just put people in the church. They're going to do this thing. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as to what your thoughts are on that. I don't want to name any names or anything, but you know, that is a pretty controversial decision. Uh, what do yeah. you think when you see things like that happening around the country and the state? I think that I, I I'm glad that that's not me first and foremost. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't really want to go to prison. Uh, uh, but, uh, I think I see where they're coming from. Let me, let me just say, I, I, I see both sides. Um, we do serve a God uh, of faith. Um, and the Bible is clear that we should not be fearful in any circumstance. Uh, just to be honest, though, I think it's, it's misguided uh, for two reasons. One, um, it also gives us a, a spirit of wisdom, uh, and, and wisdom would say that gathering uh, in mass is not smart. And secondly, uh, how can we help a world that we're trying to reach if we become irrelevant? Uh, and when we don't uh, follow not just local, state, but national and world guidelines of, of safety and science, uh, I think that we become irrelevant a little bit to a world that we're really trying to win with our love for them and our love for the Lord. So two reasons. I, 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 get, I get how they got there, but I really think, um, for lack of a better uh, term, it's, it's, it's slightly irresponsible in this season and, and puts us in a light uh, as Christians um, that may not be the best in, in light of the world. Yeah, it's almost like God did not give you the spirit of fear, but he also gave you common sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not very politically correct. I would say God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but he also didn't give me the spirit of stupid either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm glad you that said should be on a bumper sticker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a t-shirt or something. So for people who are believers, what do you tell them in the midst of what we're seeing right now, because, yeah. you know, we deal with the daily headlines and from the inside, it looks, it looks terrible. It 
feels yeah. terrible when we have to say it out loud. People are losing their jobs. We just got an unemployment number out today and people are losing their jobs and it just keeps multiplying. And, yeah. you know, so when people are saying, okay, I'm relying on you, God, but why aren't you coming in and stepping in and, and, you know, taking this away, you created it. So take it away, make it go away. Why should I have to lose everything before I learn a lesson? Yeah. I think what we're seeing, I think the world is feeling what, what Christians knew all along that we're not in control. Uh, and that, that, that death is, is imminent. Like we, like everybody lives and everybody dies. And I really think it's time for the church, uh, to really live out its, its call because people are searching, why is this happening? What is the answer? Would they realize that life uh, has an end date and that they're not in control as they thought they were. This has proven to the whole world, regardless of how wealthy you are, secure you are, your business, that you're not ultimately in control of everything. And that's mm -hmm. tough to handle if you're not a person of faith. And I really think that, um, that the, the gospel that we preach and the lives that we live are, are now able to be exemplified even more. So I would say then that they're just realizing what we knew all along, that this, there's something much bigger going on. We think and we know that it's, it's God's plan. Um, and that the Bible is really clear that, that God just has a different way of doing things than, than we do. Uh, and I've learned uh, as a young kid that God's way better at being God than I am. So uh, when I don't understand, I, I don't question a lot of what God does because um, I would be a really terrible God. And so I just have faith that he's going he's gonna to work it out and I'm going to trust him and I'm going to love him and I'm going to love people in the process and just hopefully give as much grace and uh, ask for as much grace as, as I can receive. Yeah. And, and you're going to have some big decisions uh, coming up, I would imagine, as they start to open society yep. back up and as people... Uh, start to go back to churches, you're going to have to decide what to do and in which ways you're going to have people. I'm curious as to what kind of meetings and what kind of logistics you guys are figuring out as people do begin to gather maybe in the next couple of months. Yeah, that's the craziest thing is how many hours we're spending talking about what ifs. Like, mm. you know, our church is a fast growing large church and impacts a lot of people. And so we really take it seriously to protect our people, but also stay on mission and so we're just, uh, we're going to follow all the safety guidelines. Um, uh, we're going to get back in small groups as fast as we can. We know that it'll probably be a, a, a slow moving process back. And so we're just going to be as creative as, as we can with uh, getting people together, small groups, medium sized groups, um, and just trying to be as safe as we can um, and just not rush it with, with technology. The beauty of it is this happened in, in, in 2020 and that we're still able to do Honestly, our complete mission, not the way we'd want to do it, but we're not in a hurry to get back. To, I, think, I think I'd say it like this. We're not in a hurry to get back to normal. We're trying to find what the new normal of, of helping people uh, is in the, the new modern times. But we are talking about what, what all that looks like. We're joking around here. We'll just follow Disney. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Disney <laughs> a good plan. Yeah, if Disney opens, we're opening. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is, that's pretty uh, a good plan because they're a good yeah. gauge for what's happening yeah. in the community for sure. So what do you tell people? You know, a lot of people feel helpless. They don't know what to do. And I often find that when you don't know what to do and you feel, you know, you're not in the best of spirits yourself, it's always great to like maybe help someone else. 
Yes. Do you, what do you, what do you think? No, that's, that, that is, we were in a series at church. That, that's exactly what, what Jesus did. That is the model. He's hanging on the cross and he looks over to the criminals and he helps one of them settle eternity. And in the very next statement, he looks down at his mom and his best friend, John, and tells them to, to take care of each other. And so Jesus modeled both taking care of people that you don't know, which is what we're doing by feeding and helping and then taking care of those closest to you. It really does. Uh, the, your own perspective oftentimes is a prison that you create for yourself and live in. When you can broaden your perspective or you can take your perspective off of your own problems and help and serve somebody else, it just, you just feel better. That's not even a, just a spiritual concept. That's just a, a concept in the world that when you take your eyes off of you and onto other people, you don't, you don't notice or focus on your pain near as much. So yes. um, that's a, that is a principle of action church, but I think a principle uh, that just the world would, would feel better if they lived by. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point. Get the little message in the Florida Sports State podcast. I like this. <laughs> um, I, I have a question for you. Too. It is. It's really run, good. Uh, uh, now, preacher. All I can do is preach. I'm, I'm not real smart. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, one thing I do want to ask you about, too, in tough financial times, yeah. I know one of the first things people do when they're looking at that bank account statement is, uh, all right, well, things are tight. Maybe I'm going to take the tithe off of the church or give into the church or charity. So how do churches deal with that? You know, I'm not trying to get numbers or anything out of you, but yeah. how do churches deal with that? Because I would imagine that is a real uh, yeah. significant issue. It's a, yeah, it really is. I think we talked about it earlier that if you were prepared for this uh, crisis, um, <laughs> I feel like Dave Ramsey could just say, I told you so to the whole world uh, right now. Like that's, that's what I think. Like, you didn't have six months. I told you a crisis was coming. Like this is the emergency fund. But I think personally and churches and businesses are being uh, both uh, uh, they're growing in this season or sustaining in this season by how they prepared. So I think the church is no different. Churches that were not prepared, not living with margin are really going to struggle. Uh, and if you were not partnered in the community uh, with helping people, if you were a church that, hey, just come gather here on Sunday and let's just kind of take care of the church members, but you're not reaching, you're not helping, you're not serving. Well, then people will say, I could stop giving because we're not meeting, but we've always been a church about serving the community and we're serving the community like never before. So I, I, what we're hearing around the country and what we're seeing at Action Church is giving is as good or better than ever because we're able to still continue to, to help people. So I think it's the same. You're, you're, you're being, uh, it really elevated in this season, both businesses and churches or, or exposed, I think, when it comes to finances on how you prepared before and what your mission was. And so uh, we're just really seeing God be faithful uh, in our own circumstances uh, at Action Church. And it is, it's a it's a month to month deal. We'll see where the economy goes, where everything goes. But uh, I think if we find ourselves keep helping people, then, uh, then we'll see God continue to provide uh, those resources. Yeah, I feel like you guys, your name says it all. And I, I, I don't go to your church and, you know, and but I've seen what you do. And it's like you take action, you take action. And that's what people want to see. And I think it's spurred other people, even if not on the, the level that you can help other people when they see you out there. I almost didn't recognize you because I've seen you in your T-shirt and your baseball cap and you're handing groceries out to people. And I feel yeah. like on another level when anybody can just like, buy something to help their neighbor they see your gesture and they do what they can so i mean it it's you have to take action 
That's the, that's it. We, we've always said from day one, we, we're not, uh, we're not the smartest or most creative church, but if there's a need, then we're, we're called to meet it. And so a lot of times we don't even know how we're going to do it or, or what it's going to look like, but it's, we just, we've got to go. Like people, people need help. Uh, and in our context as a church, we know they need Jesus. And so we do both. We're going to help you. And then hopefully tell you, tell you why. And so, yeah, we're, we, we want to be wherever I've kind of been, uh, calling myself around the office the disaster pastor like if we if there's a disaster if there's a hurricane and there's a crisis like let's just go meet the need like let's go raise the money and go help people i like it you gotta disaster. trademark that disaster, pastor. disaster. Yeah, I, give myself, yeah, I, I didn't realize i didn't realize how arrogant or nerdy that sounded until i said it out loud i gave myself, I gave myself my own nickname like you need a youtube channel the disaster pastor yeah, I was a big professional wrestling fan growing up, so I think that'd be my name for sure. <laughs> oh, that's great. Master of that's disaster. Great. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Cape, well, or, cape or no cape? Uh, cape and, and definitely some baggier pants than back then. So I just <laughs> tights. Hey, hey, you know, one thing I do want to say, we have to have Pastor Justin back on because we do a hate mail section. And oh. I know just from listening to your services, you get a lot of hate mail on the tight oh. pants. I get a lot of hate mail on tight pants. I get a lot of hate mail in general. I would, I, would love, I would love to share both the comments and my responses. That would be, that would actually be a dream come true. Okay, that's for sure going to happen. Because you know what I, all my hate mail is tight suits. Everybody, all the little old people think my suits are too tight. I had to swear them off. They don't understand fashion, Matt. I mean, they, they just, don't. they need to get out a little more. Pick up a GQ magazine, yeah. guys. Come on. Yeah, we're trying here. Yeah, we're just trying to be relevant. <laughs> oh, jeez! I wasn't right. ready for any of this today. You started with Tiger King, and you're ending with tight pants. So good. <laughs> that's, that's going to be. That's actually going to be how we're gonna we're gonna reshare this and say Tiger King and tight pants. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> Should go well. Well, this has gone off the rails just like I hoped it would. Uh, Pastor Justin Daly, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. You are uh, you really are an excellent communicator, very positive presence, and uh, I enjoy watching every week. And uh, Ginger Gadsden, I enjoy hanging out with you every week, too. Uh, I, I enjoy hanging out with you. And it, it was so nice to meet you all, though, be it through, you know, Zoom this way. But I, I enjoy your message and what you have done in this community to inspire and help others. And I sincerely mean that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. All right. Our pleasure. <laughs> we'll see you again next week for another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate.